Hey, 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 this is Tracy Harrell. I could not be more excited today about the show. So today we are focused on, this is the Bigger Than Me success series. And we're focused on achieving your best year yet. And we got some amazing guests. Let me see who we got in the studio. You'll see two familiar guests. You'll see Crystal. Hey, Crystal. <laughs> two success coaches, certified success coaches, and another of one of my favorite people. This is Sean Palmer. So we have Crystal Hughes, Lisa. How did I forget your last name? Thomas. Like like the school bus. There you go. There you go. And like the, <laughs> like the you told me like the English muffin. Like the English muffin. There yeah. <laughs> I could not be more excited today. And today we're talking about again achieving the best year yet. And you're talking to, talking to seasoned coaches, life coaches, yeah. people who have been successful in business. But also people who are willing to put their lives out there to help you on your journey, which means we know we have areas that we need to improve, and we're going to put ourselves out there to lovingly show you what accountability looks like, how we get there. And so I'm going to have each person introduce themselves. I'm actually going to start with the handsome gentleman. Let me know. Are you ready for video number one? Okay. So I'm going to have uh, – actually, I'm going to go to Crystal first, and then I'm going to come to you because we got to adjust your camera. So we're going to go to Crystal. Crystal, uh, tell us who you are. And, and, and what I need you to start with is what are you most – successful at we talked a little bit last week about the success wheel what are you most successful at and what tips can you share immediately with people about how they can be successful in that area and i'm going to give you two business and fitness tell us about those two things business and fitness okay Tracy, <laughs> thank you for me back on it is an honor to be back on here with you guys love it so much so i am a success coach certified success coach i am an author and ceo of my real estate company and i'm an inspirationalist I love helping people inspire them in their business and in their life as well. So success coach uh, tips for you here for your business. Prepare for success. Always. It starts with belief and your mindset and having a plan. The how will happen. Just understand where you want to go and know exactly what you want. That's number one for business. And number two, you said for fitness, correct? Yes. So for fitness, again, prepare for success. So I always believe this is your second tip for business and your first for, for fitness is prepare the night before. So my days always start the night before. I know what my calendar looks like the next day. And I know my outfits that I'm going to wear and the, the to the gym, to work, and my, my meals and what the workouts are going to be. So plan the day before and always prepare for success. And it starts with your mindset in business and in fitness. I love that. I love it. So basic plan, basically plan the work and then work the plan. That's what I say as a project manager. Yes, <laughs> she's loving it. Correct. I love it. All right. Next, we're going to introduce Lisa Thomas. And she's Lisa Page Thomas. And she... And she's going to tell us a little bit about who she is. And also, Lisa, what are you successful at? There's a number of things. Of course, business. You talked about making multi-million dollar deals uh, in real estate. Talk about that. And what tips would you share with others on how they can be successful? Funny you should ask. And I'll tell you why. I, didn't any, I did not even realize this. But um, just a few minutes ago, my phone started blowing up. With people telling me congratulations because I had my personal career best transaction. I'm a commercial real estate broker, and I had my 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 career best transaction within the last couple of weeks, and it was on the front page of the Triangle Business Journal today. Nice, and you're you're in, and watch out, Lisa. As you lean back, you're kind of fading into your background, so don't don't lean back too much. Um, but congratulations, that's huge. And this was a multi-million dollar deal and you were, they trusted you enough to be on both sides of the deal. I represented both the buyer and the seller. And for me, um, what's particularly, what I'm particularly proud of about that is, um, you know, not, not just that it illustrates the years of experience that it takes in order to, 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 to represent both sides and to know how to, um, conduct the transaction, but but really, what I'm most proud of is the amount of trust that both 
sides, both parties had to have in me to allow me to have the position of representing both of them. They both had to really trust that I was going to, you know, steer them correctly and tell them the truth. And that means a lot to me. I love yeah. that. I love that, Lisa. Thank you so much. Now we're going to go to um, the handsome gentleman to my left. <laughs> I assumed you were talking about Nathan. No, Nathan is handsome, too. Uh, we got to get a camera on him one day. But uh, again, we've seen him before. He's, he's a handsome, awesome dude. But I'm actually talking about you, Sean Palmer. Uh, today, we're going to talk about, again, it's the achieving the, your best year yet. And you're, you have many skills, but we're going to bring you in to help some of us on this idea of finding balance and dating and relationships. People, get ready. Dating and relationships. So tell us a little bit first about who you are. Um, should I play the video first? Let me, let me play the video first. Let me, let me play the video first. We got a video to share with you about who this amazing gentleman really is. Whenever you're ready, Nathan. And, you know, as he... This is not what you want to be doing in the middle of the night on Christmas. But the driver of this white BMW found himself stuck along I-90 near Issaquah with little or no chance of getting out. Until this guy came along. And uh, I figure rather than wait for ability and opportunity to cross paths, I have the ability, I seek the opportunity to start helping people. Just out helping people in his huge fire engine red 2001 Hummer. And it seems assisting stranded drivers is somewhat of a pastime. Some people want to give me money. Some people ask me for my name and number so they can take me out for a drink. Um, they ask me for my name and, and the response is always the same. First name good, last name Samaritan. So the mystery man dropped down face first in the snow to find a place to hook onto the car's axle. He grabbed his toe strap and connected it to the car. All right, slow and reverse. Now watch that fire engine red 2001 Hummer popped the white Beamer right out of the ditch. The people in the BMW then loosened the toe strap and handed it back. And with a nod of his head, first name Good, last name Samaritan, heads off in delight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. <laughs> Do you love that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So when I say I'm sitting, right? <laughs> Ladies, right? So I'm sitting next to the Good Samaritan. Sean Palmer, but he's also a father, an amazing father. I'm going to show a video in a second. He's a servant. T tell us, how do you describe yourself? So my email signature reads, father, naval officer, volunteer, servant leader. Say that one more time. Father, Navy officer, volunteer, servant leader. Did you hear the order of those three things? Tell us about the order. Why, why is that the order that you... Uh... Father, first and foremost. Uh, before I was a business advisor, before I was a financial advisor or an anything coach, I first wore the title of dad. So when it comes to dispensing advice, I am all about that. <laughs> but it starts it starts with fatherhood and my love for my daughter. I, I love that so much. I really, really, really do. We're going to adjust this camera when you get a chance, Nathan, and, and make it so that it's he and I if possible. Uh, if possible. That's a little weird. Uh, but anyway, what I love most about you is you're so humble. How how can how can you not be, <laughs> Crystal? You, you're loving him as much as I am, right, Lisa? You're like, are you you seeing this guy? There's more. There's actually another video that I think I'm going to. Um, can we, can you show the second video right now? We're going to go ahead and show the second video because it's a perfect transition into why you're the right guy to lead this next conversation. So go ahead and show the next video. Thursday, January 30th, I'm Sean Palmer and I'm here at Sela High School to wish my daughter a happy 17th. Six roses, six different colors, one for each class of the day. Now why am I doing this? Well, to celebrate my daughter's birthday with her, absolutely. To demonstrate that if something is worth doing, it's worth overdoing, meh, a little bit. But just like I dumped three Lego sets into her Christmas stocking, years from now she's not going to remember the what. She's going to remember the how, the effort, the uniqueness, and the creativity. And likewise, years from now, as she's looking back at the time she's been given flowers, on her 17th birthday, the day that her father gave her flowers, I hope does not stand out. 
because the man that she's chosen for her forever relationship, that she has chosen to commit her everything to, at that point, the way that he has given her flowers should trump anything I have done. But he can't know how high to jump until that bar has been set. And most importantly, now she knows. A little bit more, she understands her value in terms of love and effort. So Brooklyn Marie, I love you, pumpkin. Happy birthday. <laughs> Ladies, right? I, we, we love you. We absolutely love you. And what I love most about that, this is about, again, this series that I'm leading is it's the bigger than me success series. I started this three years ago. We actually trademarked the term and I started it doing the work around achieving inclusion. But but I've been working with Bob Palmer. This is Sean Palmer. And he leads a series called Your Best Year Yet. And everything I do, I do has an ing behind it. It's about the process of achieving success, achieving your best year yet. And this guy is all about achieving success in everything you do. I love the quote. If something is worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Tell us a little bit about that. I'm just a, a firm believer that uh, if, if you're going to put your effort into something, whatever it is, um, it, it should come with your absolute best. And if you're doing it for the people that are that are closest to you, then above and beyond, I think, should be something a little bit more of a staple, not an exception. Wow. I agree. Above and beyond should be a staple, not an exception. That right there is what success looks like. If you get nothing out of today, that's it. Above and beyond should be a staple. That should be your norm, not an exception. And why was it so important for you to set expectations for your, your daughter? Because, I mean, we all have to set expe expectations for ourselves as well. Tell us a little bit about why expectations were so important and raising the bar for expectations. I want her to get the absolute most out of, out of her forever relationship. Uh, who, whoever that's going to wind up being with. And uh, she, she just celebrated anniversary number three. Uh, with her boyfriend, so she's got a little bit better track record than than dad here uh, when when it comes to <laughs> sustained relationships. So maybe I could take a page out of her playbook. Um, so maybe she's already found that forever relationship, and 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 I, I hope that's the case. But if not, then whoever she winds up being with, I want her to understand her expectation level uh, should be high uh, because she is worth that. She is is worth that in in every aspect in who she is as a woman. And as a person and, and, and what she is pursuing professionally, she deserves that to come back to her. I, I just love this so much. I think what I love most about it is that when you think about expectations, that's what we have to do for each other, for yourselves. So when you think about achieving the best year yet, we're going to ask you to pause right now and think about that one thing that you know you want to achieve. What is that? Set really high expectations for yourself about that thing. And we're going to talk to you and stay with you week by week and month by month. This is going to be a monthly series that we do as a webinar, bringing hundreds of people together. This is a weekly show where we're bringing experts in to talk about not only what they know, how you can be successful, but also their personal journeys as well. So we brought Bob on. I mean, excuse me, we brought Sean on to actually, <laughs> Sean on to talk to uh, myself and to Crystal, and to Lisa for different reasons. The subject for today was finding balance. And many of us, I'll let you tell your story, Lisa, about, you know, being, being successful and not, just tell us a little bit about the, the, the need for balance in your life, Lisa. I mean, excuse Ooh. me, Crystal. Sorry, Crystal. I'll start with Crystal. The need for balance, yes. So yes. I, I love focusing on my health and the spiritual side of things and the wellness and learning and growing and helping others. However, sometimes you're so focused on that, you look down and you go, well, where's my love life? I'm 35 and single. And so this year, one of my goals is um, educating myself more, being open to love and working more on me to uh, att attract that person because we attract what we are, right? And so this year, that's kind of my goal is finding balance in, in love and self-love. I, and what I, I love that, what I love about it is you are a very successful real estate agent, like multi-millions and millions of dollars. So on the business and the finance side, you are killing it. But you also came forward to say, I want to leverage my journey as a success strategy for others to show people along the way how to do this work. So, Bob, 
I mean, excuse me, yeah. I keep calling you Bob. So, Sean, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to ask you, um, and, and I'm, again, same way. Like, I've been focused on a lot of different things, but we want to bring you in to really help us focus on this topic. So what can you share with busy professionals who's focused on their career and may not have balance in the area of dating and relationships? Well, I know that this is the, the success series. Uh, but with things that we tackle in life, there are more ways to get it wrong than there are to get it right. So I'll share a few things about what we should not be doing when it comes to dating and relationships. And then I've got three pieces of advice, uh, kind of in generality, and then your pre-date and then your first date for both men and women that, that I will happily share. I love it. And, and here's what I feel men and women both do when it comes to not setting themselves up correctly. And that is we go out and we wonder what the universe is going to give to us. We seek someone because we want something from someone else, and we don't look intrinsically, and we don't uh, decide. We haven't done successfully that personal inventory where we go, here's what I can offer to someone else. And I think that we look for others first to give before we are willing to give. And I think that is a crucial um, element in this equation that you have to be able to give first because crystal had already said we attract what we are we attract the energy that we give off and certainly you're, you're going to attract or potentially push away if you're not putting out the right vibe the right energy into the universe so i think first and foremost we have to look at what we can give to others but we have to know ourselves first and and sometimes that takes that takes some reflection uh it, it takes a little bit of takes a little bit of pain and, and I know where we are geographically here on the east side of Lake Washington. No offense to your listeners, but trust fund babies don't know themselves. And I say that because, <laughs> I say that because to really know yourself, you got to know failure. You got to know heartache. You got to know, you got to know loss. You got to go through that stuff to really know it is who you are and then what you're capable and willing, capable and willing to mm -hmm. give to others. And, and I think we need to start from that frame first. Wow. We are loving that. Crystal, you're nodding your head. What do yes. you think? So, and you had us do some homework. What was that about? So one of the things I use in my leadership curriculum is Taylor Hartman's curriculum called The Color Code. And if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENTJ. I'm Shout an out ENT to other I'm ENTJs. I'm an ENTJ. All right. Fair yes, yes. <laughs> so I know enough about an ENTJ to know about who I am. But here's what I don't understand is how other ENTJs work together or how an ENTJ works successfully with the other 15 personality types. What I really like about the color code by Taylor Hartman is that it will actually break down your core motivators, uh, create four different categories or four different primary colors, and then detail out how those colors interact with others. And I use it in both the leadership context and I use it in the relationship context. I love that. So I knew this going in, like, <laughs> but, but you, you confirmed it with, with your results, Tracy. I knew you were a yellow. You're an energetic, fun-loving, charismatic, people person, <laughs> high, high volume, yellow. You're motivated by fun. Uh, okay. And, and just that, that energy level just seeps out of you. I am a red. And, and a red is more logic-driven. Uh, a red is that they, they say that the reds are the more natural leaders, but we're, we're motivated by success. We're motivated by, by hard work. The downside to a red is that because we work so hard, we can often be seen as a little bit too focused, uh, a little bit too rigid, uh, even sometimes uh, a little bit abrasive. I, well, I've been told that before. You, you know what I love about this? So for the success coaches, I know you guys are nodding your head because we are also trained in DISC. So it's the D-I-S-C. And DISC, you would be a D, and I'm definitely a straight I. So yep. it's wh whatever you want to call it, it's that same concept. And you also did an assessment on Crystal. I did. And... Uh, we're going to talk about how that relates to what we need to do in it from a dating perspective. So tell us about Crystal. So Crystal, like me, is is a red-blue, uh, which means she's got an, an overarching personality type that is focused on power. Motivated by success, she's a little more linear, a little bit more logic-oriented. She said it earlier when, you know, my my tomorrow starts today. Yes. I, I want to know what to to expect. Her secondary color of blue is driven by intimacy and, and relationships. Yes. Uh, she is loyal, curious, detail-oriented, um, knowledgeable, uh, kind, 
the downside to a blue, uh, they tend to be the Boy Scout or the Girl Scout of the group, uh, is that a little bit of self-righteousness can, can set in. And as a red-blue, so, so think about my dynamic personality yes. type. Not only am I seen as abrasive, but also self-righteous. Uh, <laughs> what woman in the world wants that? Um, that's, you, are you kidding me? If, uh, ladies, ladies, you're a, perf- you're a gentleman. You're yeah. kind-hearted. Um, so we, we may have to reassess. Uh, I, can, I can touch on, on <laughs> masculinity, chivalry, and, and gentlemanliness. That can also be a whole other, a whole other radio show. I, I know. And we'll come back, we'll come back and talk about those, those things. Uh, so now we're focused on dating. So advice. We need advice for the people who've been high achievers and not mm-hmm. sought balance in their love life. Crystal, do you have any specific questions based on what he said so far? What's your, what's, what are your thoughts, questions? Well, there's a, I have a couple of thoughts. There. I think it's beautiful what you said about being capable and willing, right? So are you capable of giving that? And so that self-righteous part, right, of um, I've been told I'm a good listener. And when I really feel that intimacy with someone, I want to help them with their goals and make them the center of my world and make them feel like they're the king and I'm the queen, right? And so that's where I say my questions would be then is, what are maybe some of the activities that I could be doing, right? As we're not chasing, we're just becoming these people as I've been working on self-love and and being capable and, and open to it. What are some of the things and activities that people, you know, 25, 35, 55, that are same, feeling the same way and busy what are some of the things that you would suggest? I'm not an online dater, so let's not even go there for me. Maybe that works for some other people. That's amazing. Everyone knows how that works. What are some other ways or tips or tricks that things that you would recommend for a red blue personality? For that first, kind of the the how we meet the person that we ultimately think we want to be with. Um, but then we need to, to kind of circle back and, and understand some of the mistakes that we make in dating. Uh, and that the first date is really a screening process where we tackle it as I just want to get through the first date so there's a second date. And we don't actually maximize what the first date is really supposed to be about. Uh, so if you're if you're now, here's the thing. You don't necessarily want to meet other red blues. <laughs> so each each of the, the colors has has its its strengths, but each one has its its drawback as well. And, and the awareness to know how they fit together is, is key. So almost any color combination can work so long as you understand the core motivators of the person that you're with. I also feel uh, that the five love languages, and I forget the author, I'm so sorry, but I think the five love languages is also hugely instrumental and the knowledge that we don't always hear and speak the same language. Yes. The love languages yeah. I like to hear, that I like to receive, are words of affirmation and physical touch. I speak fluently physical touch and acts of service, but I don't want to have acts of service spoken to me. So I think understanding the dichotomy of the five love languages in both hearing and speaking is hugely important in those relationships as well. Uh, All right. Yes, yes, yes. Go, please. Okay. So let's please. get back to, to Crystal's original question of where am I going to go find this guy? <laughs> yes. It is. It depends. Now, you, you might find them at the local farmer's market. You might find them at the gym. Um, here, here's what I learned about, about the gym and, and church when, you know, 10 years ago, it was a little bit more religious than, than spiritual, and, and that, that's flipped recently. But I thought that that would be the ideal place to meet someone. And what I learned about dating women from church is that I absolutely do not want to date women from church. Okay. Uh, and at the gym... The first time I ask a woman out at the gym and she politely declines, that that's it. That's my one. I've burned my one because then I'm the guy who's there for the wrong reason. Uh. So there's this, how much are you willing to put yourself out there? And are you willing to change gyms if you, you know, <laughs> run through five ladies on the treadmill who all politely decline? So it, it's doing things. And, and here's where I think um, things like, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, it's not the single site. Um, events and adventures. I think they missed the, the marketing bus because that is the original social networking is to go do things with like-minded people. So I think you need to find those things. I, I surprisingly, mm-hmm. I'm an extroverted introvert. Okay. I'm an introvert at heart. And I know this because that's how I recharge. I like to recharge by just having my me time and some downtime. Other people are like, I had a rough week. Let's do happy hour. I want 20 energetic people around yes. me. 
I know that I'm an introvert. So here I'm like, oh, uh, I want the universe to come to me and present this woman that I've been trying to manifest. And that doesn't work. So the advice that I would give in business and fitness and love or anything is don't wait for the universe to bring to you. You got to go out there and, and grab it. How, how you mm -hmm. decide to do that and, and how much you want to put yourself out there is largely going to be comfort level. Um, and, and where, where you decide to, to put those energies, you might meet that man while you're out on one of your four mile runs. You might meet him at hot yoga. You might meet him at the grocery store. Be a little bit more willing. And ladies, I, I know you don't want to chase. But as much as you don't want to chase, men don't like rejection. So give us a sign. <laughs> give, us a give us a little bit of a green light. Or at least let us know that it's not flashing red. Give us a little a bit little of smile. a little smile. A smile helps, the, the right? The thing where you look at us and then you kind of turn away and you do the thing where you put your hair. hair over your ear. Yes. Right? That, that, that works. That, that, that works. Understand you heard that it here, works. people. <laughs> so give us a sign. And, <laughs> and wherever that sign comes from, wherever you are geographically or whatever else, that is going to be more important. Your willingness to just say, okay, let me give him a flashing yellow, not full on green, but let me know. Let, I'm going to make sure he knows that it's not red. And, and if he approaches, and gentlemen, here's the thing. Once the lady has opened the door and shown you that it's not a steady red light, now it's, it, it's, okay, all you. it's, it's on all you. you. All yes. right. Now you've got to be able to roger up and man up and say, okay. There's a little bit of interest there. Let me go say hi. Don't make her fawn over you and chase after you because then you're just going to have women that are going to play the groupie role. And if you set that up, that's what you're going to receive. So if you want the type of woman who is strong and independent and, and feminine and successful and ambitious, then understand how, how she is going to act and behave. So she's going to give you that. It's not a red light, but then you have to be able to go and approach her and say, hey, my name is so-and-so, something, so that you I guys can, can break the ice. Because I, I have it. seen, I have observed, yes, yes. you know, two people who there might be some sort of chemistry or connection or whatever else, nobody makes the move. Right. No, nobody does anything. Nobody <laughs> opens the door, and then they sit at the stalemate. And Right. Yeah. Where's the, where's the fun in that? I love it. Crystal, I know. Did you want to share any more of the, the don't do's or did you cover those? Uh, I, 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 I covered most. Okay. I got some but general do, do advice. A quick recap. But, quick recap. What are the four things people that they mess up on? Four? Whatever, whatever the things you said. What, just a quick recap. Um, so make sure that you're, you're giving some sort of signal and, and, and just be, be open uh, first and foremost. And when you go out into the universe, think first after you've done that self-inventory of what you can give. If you go out there looking to just receive and, and have given back to you, uh, I think that sets you up for, for failure or at least not achieving the success that you're really capable of. So look to give first and receive second. I love it. And Crystal, when we were talking earlier with this handsome gentleman, you were talking about there was a question about dating and, and being online. And you made a you, you, you shared a story with I think both Crystal and I. Sean, you shared a story with, with Crystal and Crystal and I about a line and not wanting to be in line and we want to uh, kind of have these authentic relationships starting in, in the way that you want them to end basically. I, I was dialoguing with a, with a woman on social media cause that's what Facebook is. Uh, and <laughs> she, she had said how she, she had wanted to plan this singles event up, up in our, our neck of the woods. And uh, she said that once she put out there that she wanted that, she wanted a singles event, then she received all these friend requests from all these guys. And as we're messaging, because I'm a little bit of a planner, so I had some 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 advice for her, because that's what I do. Right. And uh, and she messaged back, she goes, You didn't send me a friend request. And and I had said, Well, what would that get me? Just, you know, in queue with a bunch of other guys. And if all you're doing is setting up to have guys in line, then what you're gonna attract is guys willing to wait in line that's nice right and that's not who i am and, and i don't even know I, and i don't think it was malice or anything else it's just that level of awareness of what am i setting that other person up to to see from the energy that i'm putting out mm, i love that i love that uh crystal did you have any other questions and or thoughts or, or did you have any thoughts I'm, I'm open to this conversation flowing as it needs to 
Yeah, I, I love so much of what you said there. You had mentioned something about the first date. And I when you said, you know, knowing your your personality traits, we talked about the disc and, you know, your Myers-Briggs personality. I'm thinking about like, you know, in today's world, a lot of us have to carry vaccination cards, right? So if we carried this picture that has like our personality on it, when we go to date on the first time, we can like skip a lot. Okay, you're this personality type. This is how you are. And the five love languages. I love that book. I think it's really important that a lot of relationships, you know, to your point there is that they, that, you know, you were talking about the, how we can set them up for failure. Well, if we expect other people to love us the way that we want to be loved, that can set us up for failure. So I agree there, Sean, with that. Any first, uh, first date tips there since you touched on it? Absolutely. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to take a step back and, and, and kind of share that that kind of general advice for both men and women. Uh, ladies, yeah. it would be great if you would learn to better receive a compliment. Oh, when you are complimented, the person sharing it saw something in you via your, you know, your hair, your smile, your your whatever that they felt warranted a compliment. So to receive back. Oh, but this is what I don't like about myself. That's not the positive reinforcement that, that that person needs to want to compliment again. So please learn to take a compliment. With the appropriate response being, thank you. Yeah. And, and maybe a little, oh, thank you. A little that's, touch of the hair. That's, Is that, that's, that's the girly thing. Thank that's you. All, that's all it takes. Gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, if the ladies are going to be better at receiving compliments, you better get better at giving them. And, and what I don't mean is, dang. You look good, or <laughs> right? I mean something that is one sincere and authentic, but also your willingness to share that. Hey, you know, or, or something specific. Hey, your hair looks great today, or I love that outfit you picked out. And it doesn't have to go anywhere. Just compliment for the sake of complimenting someone else. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be between just man and woman. A couple months ago, I'm at the gym on a Sunday, and I see this dad on the basketball court playing with his three kids. He could have been home watching football. He could have been home uh, washing his car. He could have been doing a million things, but he's with his kids on a Sunday morning. And I, I hung around for a few extra minutes and, and the chance that I would catch him and I would say, hey, dad, because I wanted him to know while right, I was approaching right, him because right, I didn't right. want that to be weird. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I, I love seeing you playing with your kids, man. You could be home doing anything, but you're here. I think that's cool. And, nice. and he was a little bit, all right, man, thanks. Like he didn't know what to do with right, it, which right. I get. It probably came out of the blue. <laughs> But I would rather have a moment of awkwardness being kind to someone yes. than skip the opportunity to share and spread kindness. I, I, I love that so much. Now, the other thing we were going to talk about, again, this is about, this is the Bigger Than Me success series, Achieving Your Best Year Yet. And we're focused on balance and dating and relationships. And one of the things you said is as we think about what we want in another person, I know you have a list of things. Tell us real quick the little element that you shared around humor, and then we're going to ask Crystal to tell us a little bit more about what she's looking for. Because, guys, she is single. I just wanted to put it out there, and we're going to work this throughout the year. I'm just saying. Uh, are you single, by the way? I, I am. What, what are, you, are you trying to rub it in? What are you doing here? I'm asking questions <laughs> because we're lovingly putting ourselves out there, right? And you, you, you shared... Uh, why you were single, but we're going to talk real quick about the the what Crystal or what women want and and how they should do some assessments really quickly when dating. Tell us about the the, the humor, for example. So I'm I'm having a conversation with a with a bartender. This is this is years ago, and we're talking about relationships. And he goes, "So you know, who is it that you want to be with?" And I said something along the lines of, "I'll I'll know her when I see her." And he said, "Okay." He goes, I, I know, he goes, we, we've talked a little bit about you, you love animals. And if I had a dog that was lost and I asked you to help me find this dog, would you help? And I said, yes. He goes, what would be the first question out of your mouth if I asked you to help find my lost dog? And, and I already knew he had set me up. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I would want to know what the dog looks like so I could recognize the dog when, when I saw it. So the point he was trying to make is if you don't know what you're looking for, you sure as heck aren't going to find it. Right. So along with that personal inventory of what we can give, be specifically looking for what's important to you in others. Now, here's how that doesn't work. You're on a first date and you pull out your, your you know, mechanical <laughs> pencil and your legal pad. So tell me, Monica, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how's your sense of humor? That's not going to fly. Right. Right. So. In, in just natural conversation, and never mind the, the conversation tools we use like active listening and positive reinforcement, yes. but you're going to want to ask something along the lines of, 
tell me about the, the last time you laughed really hard. And we're gauging both their response because we want to learn about their sense of humor, but we're also paying attention to all the nonverbals or all the non-answer answers, Yes. how quickly they respond, what it is they were laughing at. They might have laughed really hard in the last couple hours because a little old lady fell down on the sidewalk. But if you tell me, oh, my gosh, Sean, I want to tell you the story about how I'm volunteering at the Humane Society a couple days ago and these two dogs were chasing each other's tail. Right. That's something right. that's going to resonate with me. Like I'm hers at that point. It's all over. <laughs> you heard it here, girls. Did I mention he's single? OK, we'll keep moving. <laughs> Sean. So uh, you have a list, Crystal. I think you started with a list because we did a little homework and we were we were assessing what you were kind of your ideal list. Is there any tips as she gets to share this? Uh, no, let, Crystal, share share your top three things, and then okay. I, I will share how you can try and extract that from the person that you're on that first date with, because that's our initial screening process. Right, so right. Hit, hit me with what you got. Okay. So I think it's funny because a lot of people, they'll say, like, well, what's your type? Is this person your type? You know, I, I don't think I really have a type. Like, I will fall in love with the person. Like you said, I'll know when I see them. I mean, they could be a simple cable guy that has a low metabolism and can't tan. Like, that's okay. But my three things are, number one, you tend to touch on it, is a sense of humor. So one of the questions that I love to ask people who've been together for more than five years is, if there was one thing that you could contribute to the success of your relationship, what would that be? And it's usually a marry your best friend or have a sense of humor. Uh, my cousins have been married for over 40 years and a sense of humor is huge, making each other laugh. Number two is uh, emotional intelligence. And what that also looks like is self-awareness for themselves and for other people around them. So I think that knowing what your strengths are and also what some of your traumas are, are super important, right? That self-awareness. And then uh, number three is a legacy. Believing in something bigger than you, right? This is, it's bigger than me. Believing in something bigger than yourself and then wanting to leave a legacy behind. Like, you know, you do with your daughter and helping other people. I think that's huge. Um, and then I can help support my partner in that as well. So those are my three things. So I'm a really shallow person. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm listening to what Crystal is looking for, and she says things like legacy. And I'm like, nice smile, nice butt. So Crystal's just laying all this heavy stuff on us. I don't care if you have a low metabolism. I just want you to love me. Oh, my goodness. How beautiful so, is that? So I love your back kind of love. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, Crystal, what I'm most excited about is this is part one of a series of sessions. We're going to be talking about weight loss and and, and, and having an amazing business and a hundred different ways that we know that you can be successful, right? If success, we have this amazing success wheel, which I'd like to show at every show, right? There's every area of life, purpose, wellness, relationships, social business, all of these things we're going to work on. But I love that you just put it out there. I love it. So what do you got to say about that? What do you got to say about her list? So this is the beginning. So how is she going to what tips do you have? So we talked about how to, to try and extract the answer of, of yes. uh, sense of humor, right? You just want to do that as part of normal conversation. When it comes to emotional intelligence, that's you paying attention to all of their nonverbals. And I think a key way to do that, especially if you're out to dinner, is see how that person treats everyone around them, especially the wait staff. I think you can learn a lot about a person uh, the way they talk to someone who is, quote, unquote, serving them. So really pay attention to that kind of stuff. And when it comes to legacy, I think you're going to draw that out in conversation as well. But you can come right out and ask. Say, hey, when it, when it comes to your legacy, when it comes to uh, how you want people to view your, your business legacy, your family legacy, or whatever else, what is most important to you? And I think when, when you phrase it in terms like that, especially when you drop the word legacy on someone, it's really going to invite someone to open up about what it is that they've done. And, and here's the thing, the big reveal is not going to be whether or not they, they have an answer or what their answer is, but it's how they respond to it. If they really got to think about, oh, man, legacy, I haven't considered that, or I'm not sure what that is, maybe that's not the person who has put effort into creating something like that. And it's going to be a, hey, I really enjoyed meeting you, but you know there's probably not going to be a second date from it. So when we're listening to, to what uh, people say back to us, it's less about the content, although important, don't get me wrong, but it's about all those nonverbals, how quickly they answer, how excited they are to answer. If their face lights up when they're telling you about, you know, a story about their daughter or their dog or their mom or their whoever else, 
I think those things are way more revealing than than the content is at times. I love it. I I love it. Crystal, you're nodding your head. Love it. I love it. Lisa, I know we haven't pulled you in much during this particular session. Uh, I cannot believe how quickly time uh, goes by. Do you have any thoughts about what you've heard thus far? I actually raised my hand a couple of times. Oh, okay. I missed it. I'm sorry. Okay. I just wanted to interject an idea that I have heard proposed in similar conversations, which is um, you guys were talking about raising your expectations in terms of who you're looking for and what you're looking for out of that person. And I heard a conversation and, and a notion presented that when you when you refer to it that way as raising your expectations, the word expectation by definition puts the responsibility on the other person. So in effect, if you're if you're so to speak, sitting around waiting for someone who meets your expectations, that puts all of the responsibility on them versus you having your own uh, control, if you will. Control is sort of a touchy word. But in other words, you know, it's it, then it's it's your it's in your wheelhouse. If instead of raising your expectations, you raise your standards. So I think I I mean for me I think it's that's semantics. So I wouldn't put so much weight on it in my in my opinion. I think we all kind of have different ways of moving towards success, but expectations and standards in my opinion are, you know, like you said it depends on the the perspective. So higher expectations and higher standards simply means you're going higher. So I want to focus on the higher whatever word you put at the end. I think it's fine. I don't think the the other person either meets or doesn't meet those standards or expectations. So just kind of just kind of my thought. I wouldn't I don't know what your thoughts are. Anyone else? Passive, like you're waiting. Patients can sound like you're waiting, like more passive, whereas raising your standards sounds more active versus passive. I like it. Let's like go I with it. Have, let's go. Let's I go with it. But again, my standards, and that's what I'm looking for. Versus, I have expectations that I'm waiting for. Well, I think our expectations that I'm striving for, expectations that I'm going to exceed. I've set high expectations for myself. So I'm not going to, I wouldn't want to leave that as a, as a, I mean, we all have different perspectives, so not wrong, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I don't know. That's not my, so we only have a few minutes left. Any, any other insights you want to share about achieving a particular goal, Lisa? I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple more minutes to think about fitness, for example, because we were talking about dating. We were talking about, um, relationships, you had set a little bit of an accountability for yourself last week to get to the gym. Did it work? And, and, and what are your thoughts? In my gym clothes. Say that again? That's why I'm sitting here in my gym clothes. What does that mean? You're going to go or did you go? You went twice today? The only thought that I would share is... Um, there are several quotes out there about motivation and how motivation really never comes. So you have to have a better reason for going. So um, I was talking with one of the other success coaches today and she said, go back to your disc analysis and look at your motivators. And, you know, when you rediscover or remind yourself what your motivators are, that's what by definition will motivate you versus Sitting around, what you know, I keep. It seems like I'm. I have a theme tonight about being proactive versus reactive. But if you wait for motivation, it may never come. You I, have I to agree. Determine it, establish it, and use utilize it versus waiting for it. So I did that today. Congratulations! <laughs> so we're gonna keep we're gonna keep our eye on you. So did you work out last week or was today your first time because you knew you were having this show? And it's okay because I I didn't do the things that I said I was going to do last week, uh, just full disclosure. And we can talk about that as well. So I'm just curious. Did you work out last week or did you work out twice today because of the show? Because I think the accountability matters, right? That's why we're doing the show. That's why we're asking people to show up once a month. That's why we're asking people, you know, once a week and show up for yourself every day. So I'm just curious. What are your thoughts? Do not ask me to do it live like you're doing. (laughs) Well, that that's, so I said what I was going to do, <laughs> just FYI, I said that I was going to start working out three times per week live on Facebook. 
And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Um, period. And starting this upcoming week, I'm going to, to, to work out three times per week. I'm getting myself ready, right? Getting my house organized. Um, I bought a little uh, thing kind of like this so that my cat, my phone can be up and I got a tablet. So I got like all these great things. I'm going to be reading books every 15 minutes. So a lot, a lot of cool stuff is going to be happening. This is not about me though. Um, but the show is called Bigger Than Me and I'm super excited about that. Any final, final tips? We're going to, we're going to bring, is Bob on? Did Bob join us? Bob is on? Bob, I didn't see you. How are you? I've been hiding. I didn't see you. There was a, there was I've been, just, I've been just listening in and having fun. <laughs> so what did you think? So, Bob, we actually started, we renamed this entire series because of you. Because of you and I have years of experience <laughs> together. I've been doing a Bigger Than Me success series on inclusion. I've been doing this show called Bigger Than Me. But achieving the best year yet is something that you do every year. And we have a session planned for this Saturday. Uh, people can come back to go to it's all bigger than me.com or go to go find these wherever you're watching this. We're going to make sure we put the link here. But we're going to do it, do a doing a live event that's called Achieving the Best Year Yet. And it's going to be focused on visualization, vision boards, and setting up clear expectations talk about that <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's it's so funny people don't uh, i think so often we don't give credence to uh, our visualization and what we think in our heads it's uh it's like a, you know trace and i were talking the other day and she kept saying this one particular thing over and over you can repeat herself. it it's okay remember i'm putting her, myself <laughs> out there go ahead and say it i, I was talking about no, fit tracy versus fat tracy <laughs> and he was like you know i'm gonna have to uh, hold you accountable for that you've actually said and i was like well i was trying to show the contrast he's like don't say that don't say that because your brain hears it. It's okay, Bob. I'm putting my business out there on the street. It's okay. I'm doing this journey live. I've been weighing in live at 300 pounds, people. It ain't pretty, but that's the whole, that's the beauty of the journey, right? We're going to do it together and you'll see my success on this show. So go ahead, Bob. Sorry. Go ahead. And- Anyways, I just told her that, you know, she kept referring to herself as <clears throat> as I'm fat. I'm fat Tracy. And I said, hold on. I got to, I got to stop you. You know, we've, we've heard this too many times. I said, it's a funny thing about our subconscious that we forget. Our subconscious hears everything we say and everything that we think to ourselves and our subconscious cannot relate. It, It doesn't understand the negatives. So when I, when I say that, I mean, when, when your, uh, you know, your, uh, your partner says, Hey, would you go, when you go into the store, you know, on your way out the door, and they say, and don't forget the milk. Your subconscious doesn't understand the the don't part. It doesn't, it's the negative connotation that makes no sense to your subconscious. So all your subconscious hears is forget the milk. So guess what happens when they come back? They don't have the milk because you told them in one way or another, forget the milk. So they did. So we have to we have to pay attention to what we tell our subconscious. We tell our subconscious we're fat. Our subconscious says, well, I'm, I guess we better start eating because we're supposed to be this particular thing. You keep telling me I'm this way. So I have to make that happen. So we have to learn to use our subconscious to go to the positive side where we want to go, whether it's relationships like you guys have been talking about or financial or something in business wise or whatever it might be. So, Bob, real quick, we're going to do a session called the it's going to be, again, the Bigger Than Me success series, achieving your best year yet focused on visualization. Does anyone else have any comments on visualization? And, Bob, why why are you asking people to come? We're going to do one session on the they're going to be monthly, the third Thursday of every month. So Thursday, the 15th, I think it's um, excuse me, Saturday, the 15th from one thirty to three o'clock Pacific time. And then in February, we're going to do the same topic but it's going to be meaning this idea of achieving the best year yet but now that's going to be focused on an accountability check-in as well as priority actions so if we had to visualize or, or pause to clarify why people should focus on visualization and then taking that priority action we're going to end with our last three minutes with each of us talking about a priority action or anything that is the most motivating thing you can share with people who are focused on achieving their goals so i'm going to go ahead and have you bob kind of summarize i'm gonna do bob and then i'll do crystal lisa and then sean so share with our listening audience what is that thing if you were focused on achieving your best year yet 
wise visualization and this idea of action so important and anything you want to share with people and i have three minutes you have we have we have I two two minute. and we have two in minute? total you have about 30 seconds okay never mind then i'll just say you know i don't do resolutions i'm not a, a resolution guy i'm a goal guy but that's i'm a coach that's why i do that but i i think so many times we we worry about you know hey i want to stop that well let's don't worry about what we need to stop let's worry about what we want to add and a lot of times when we add something and it's a positive and we set a goal something automatically gets dropped out so i'm all about get your goals decide where you want to go because if you don't decide that's why we don't get what we want because we never really decided what we wanted i love it miss uh crystal similar for you as a success coach what tips would you share on achieving success yeah, visualization is huge, I think, and using all of your senses. What does it look like, feel like? What are you saying to yourself? Where are you and how does that feel? I think that's really important because some of the most successful people from what we know, the Napoleon Hills, they're all dreamers. So we have to visualize who we want to become, what, what we want to look like. And it's so, so important to do that every night and meditation in the morning. I love it. Love it. Lisa, you got 15 seconds. Quick tip. We can't, we can't hear you, Lisa. Sorry. Go to uh, Sean. Give, give, ask. Uh, give, give again before you ask the universe to return to you. Give, give, give. Lisa, if you get your sound together, we'll come back to you. Apparently we won't. Guys, this is Tracy Harrell. This is Bigger Than Me Success Series, achieving the best year yet. Today's focus was on balance, dating, and relationships. But each week we're coming back, and we're going to help you achieve any goal in your life. Thank you so much for joining us.